not so very long ago, in a not-too-distant land, two lifelong friends set out on an epic quest to bring the nerdiest podcast to the people. Along with the help of their not-so-mystical guides, Viz and Grimm explored the world of everything nerd. This is the Nerd Vernacular. It's Wednesday, May the 4th, and this is the Nerd Vernacular, the official podcast of the Every Geek. On the show this week is the sexiest man in a three-block radius, Grim. Touch my tiddlywinks. The world's shittiest renaissance man, Finley. You will never find a more wretched podcast of scum and villainy. And I'm secretly a Sith Lord. What's in the vernacular this week, Grim? Australian fish herpes. You're fucking fish again? Well, they gave me a funny look, and I can't say no. Yeah, you can. No. Let, it's let's... Bowls. Let's reel this back in, guys. Oh, See God. what I did there? Oh, God. Yeah, I did that. The Australian government have decided that they have way too many Asian carp in their freshwater streams and Australia. rivers. No. <laughs> no, the government of Australia. Did I, did I screw you, that up? You said Asian carp. Yeah, they are Asian carp. Oh, okay. The well, carp fuck. are Asian. Well, fuck. I tried to call you in on something wrong. I was the wrong one. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. So they have too many invasive Asian carp in their streams and rivers and shit. So they're Mongolian. They're Chinese, I believe. The carp... But they're invasive. And they're everywhere. And they're breeding rapidly. They're Mongols. So they're Mongolians. Genghis Carp? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Yes, pretty much. Okay. Is that racist? Lionel Fishy? I, I've, I've, I've been told by the sound guy that that's racist. Anyway. We just have a little flag that pops up. That's racist. When they had a problem. I'll get to animating. When they had a problem with rabbits a few decades back, they basically got the entire country to load up their shotguns and their twenty two rifles and go out and herd up all the rabbits and kill them. We all fuck up some rabbits. It's Australia. They all have shotguns and twenty two rifles. Well, when even the birds can kill you, you got a gun. But the problem was they did some math, and they realized that they couldn't do the same thing with fish, because the amount of beer that would be required to get every Australian out to a river or a stream and go fishing would bankrupt the entire economy. So... Instead, they engineered a version of the herpes virus to be put in all of the water supplies and kill all of the carp. They just gave it to one guy named Cletus and he's in charge of spreading it. Uh, his name's Bruce. Oh, okay. Poor yeah. Bruce. And you say I'm sexual. I just the want Bruce to has be his work cut out for him. The fly on the wall during the meeting. Guys, we've got too many fish. How do we fix the problem? Let's give them the herp. Well, Bruce, you're a genius. It's a herp, not the herp. It's a herp. Yeah, it, it's a fairly insane. <laughs> it's a fairly insidious version of the herp that only attacks Asian carp and it uh, infects them in like seven or eight days later after no symptoms. All of a sudden within 24 hours, it destroys their skin and kidneys and gills and they just go belly up and float up to the top. So once they release it, like two weeks later, you're just going to see a whole bunch of them keel over at the same time. Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. And they say that the bulk of the expense of this project is going to be getting enough people and resources to scoop the 70% of dead carp that are all going to die at once out of all the river. And none of them are edible. Well, they're looking into whether or not they can be turned into fertilizer. Just, well, just let them float into the Pacific, and then we can have a big fucking bonfire. What are the odds that this is going to spread to other fish? Uh, nil, apparently. They have done considerable and extensive testing, and the 
Asian carp is different enough from all of their indigenous fish, apparently, that it does not affect any of their indigenous fish. Okay. Well, that's a good thing, then. I mean, at least they're actually researching into this and not just throwing it out. Oh, yeah. They they may be a nation of... Criminals? And drunks. This is how we never get listeners in Australia. Oh, no. I love Australia. It's just that they have the... I love Australia, too. I will just never visit. I've been to Australia. It's a really lovely country. Too much shit that will kill you. You know, it's not really as bad as all that. I thought that the Australian fish herpes story was the dumbest thing I read on the internet this week until I saw the story about the idiot who thinks that he can clean up the Great Pacific garbage gyre by having a floating burning man in the Pacific Ocean. I have a problem with this. I have multiple Only problems one? with this. Exactly. My first problem is, is the one dumb motherfucker that decides to drop acid in the ocean. Not get in the ocean and drop acid, but just take a whole bunch of acid and pour it in the ocean? That asshole. Because that's just what we need, a drugged up great white. No, that's what we need, a drugged up people. Just Surrounded by drugged whoever up Whoever is around. Yeah, and drugged up great white. If you I, had... could, I could hear that conversation now, just like 20 minutes later, two great whites swimming around going, dude, did you get a bite of that guy? Holy fuck! I will say that I don't think enough LSD has ever existed to be able to make everybody trip from getting in the ocean. I have a life goal. <laughs> you go ahead with that. You know, trying to make that much LSD would probably put you in prison for some crazy shit like terrorism and attempting to overthrow the government. Isn't that just creating LSD, period? That That's the urban legend. I don't know if that's actually true or not. So, my second problem, because I just thought about it when somebody said something about throwing somebody in the ocean. Hippies don't get that close to water. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, he thinks he thinks that it would be a good idea to get a bunch of hippies to build rafts. There's one problem. <laughs> and paddle them out into the literal middle of the Pacific Ocean. Like There's problem two. Halfway between Hawaii and LA and a bit north of that, like in the <laughs> middle of the Pacific Ocean. Lash all of these rafts together and have a music festival. Here's problem number three. No, here's my thing. There are people dumb enough to do it. Oh, of course there are. And the world will be better off when they never make it back to shore. Because here's the thing. A, you gotta think, there are hippies that go to Burning, the actual Burning Man, and are still covered with the dust from last year. <laughs> and, first off, okay, we're gonna make homemade rafts. Problem one, they're not going to be seaworthy on a small pond, let alone the ocean. Problem two, they're going to try to use hemp rope to lash them together and it's going to end up getting smoked. Problem three, no, they're close enough to LA. They've just got, they've got actual cannabis for that. Problem three, sharks. Lots and lots of goddamn sharks. Problem four, all combined together to throw a music festival. And when a humpback decides to surface right in the middle of it, I'm going to laugh like shit. This guy may think that it could somehow raise enough money to clean up the Great Pacific garbage gyre all it would really do is that for the next 50 years we'd be talking about the great pacific garbage and poop gyre well not only that but what are the odds that they're just gonna throw their fucking trash in there exactly i don't know if any of y'all have ever been to a big music festival but yeah it's a fucking disaster yeah burning man is actually relatively clean burning man is the only one well that's, that's actually relatively clean yeah a because it's in their morals and b because if they fuck the place up they lose the land license like the after every burning man the government comes out and examines the area to decide if they did a good enough job or not the 
the other big concern I have is that if you get a bunch of hippies out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's going to take forever to get the smell out of the fish. Those poor fucking fish. But, <laughs> but the fish already smell like fish. Yeah, but That's the fish because... don't smell like dirty hippie. We just lost our one dirty hippie follower. Hey, I used to be a dirty hippie. I, 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 I'm allowed to hate. Now you're a clean hippie. Yeah, pretty much. He showered once. I showered today, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can't you tell my hair is, my hair is tame for once? And before a... that, one time in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old. Meanwhile, Red's like, I showered today. You sent me to the house to get a Coke. We're, we're having a bunch of rainstorms. Uh, we are barely being able to record this evening. Yeah, we have to keep pausing and jumping in when the thunder decides to die down. It could be worse. We could get shut down by a weasel. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the Large Hadron Collider, uh, the single greatest accomplishment ever made by mankind other than central air, was shut down because a weasel went pop in the electrical system. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on fire with the really bad puns tonight. So let me get this straight. It's, you know, destruction via stoke. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. My favorite Good thing ra- is... I, I, I like that. I, I like stoke. Not enough people talk about stoke anymore i fucking love stoats they're so cute my favorite thing is when i was checking this out on the maddie news network the main line was lhc shut down by weasel and i just got done working a 12-hour shift and i look at my phone and i didn't have my contacts in and i see thc shut down by weasel and i'm like who narked on the drugs (laughs) but it's not the first time that wildlife has shut down the large hadron collider well yeah when you have something that large you know it has to have access ports and things like that Yeah, wildlife gets in. A bird apparently got in in 2009. (laughs) Tell me it got in the collider. I'm not sure about that. The weasel did not get in the collider. I understand scientists are going to take a very scientific approach to it, but I would go, you know how you clean it out? Flip. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, birdie. Schrodinger's sparrow. (laughs) It's it's alive, dead, and currently everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) You know what noise the bird made? Quark. <laughs> it would, that bird, I, essentially that bird would turn into, you remember Mike TV from Willy Wonka when he got turned into the TV signal and scattered around the room? Yeah. That would be the bird. <laughs> see, that terrifies me because I would, I immediately went to Watchmen and I don't want to see giant blue bird penis. Nah. No, not a bit. Cloaca. Yeah. The, Birds don't have penises, they have cloacas. This bird would be big enough to have a penis. There's, Birds poo and pee and everything out of a singular hole. Uh, male birds have something, if I'm not mistaken, called a pseudophallus. It's a fake dick. <laughs> All birds just wear strap-ons. This immediately makes me mad about the fact that we couldn't discuss this with the Blaziken penis from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, just a bit, yeah. Speaking of dicks, that's, Google Chrome has overtaken... Yeah, Google Chrome has overtaken uh, Internet Explorer as the Internet's most popular web browser. In all honesty, I thought they had done that years ago. Well, by one metric they had, but by the other major metric they have now overtaken as well. So the two sort of big people that track these things both agree that Google Chrome is the biggest browser on the web. I mean, I used Internet Explorer to, to download, download Chrome. Google. Yeah, to download Chrome. I, uh, I'm i a Safari and Firefox user personally, and Opera on occasion. Opera was the web browser for the Nintendo Wii when the internet browser came out for it. And I was like, what the hell is this? Opera before it got on the Nintendo was the browser for the world's biggest nerds. It really, frankly, still is. But it's not bad. Opera is the browser that you use when you can't find any other browser that 
that works really well on your computer. I'm sorry. I'm a Chrome fan. I really am. Like, everything I use is Chrome. Chrome has always been too much of a memory hog for me, personally. Well, my computer has enough RAM to, you know, handle that. Well, I mean... Because I don't use Macs. I'm going to come over this microphone. <laughs> um, I don't know if Microsoft intended to retaliate, but they kind of retaliated this week. They announced that Cortana, which is Microsoft's version of Siri or Google Now or Alexa, which is Amazon's version of a allegedly helpful, allegedly friendly AI. Uh, Siri is nothing. No, no means friendly. <laughs> Siri's a bitch. <laughs> it's not a nice thing to say about Siri. She tries. She fails most of the time, but at least she tries. She informs you she, that you don't have friends. What? She will tell you you don't have friends. Wow. That's okay. I <laughs> I retract my statement about Siri uh, being Siri's a bitch. But Cortana will no longer allow you to search Google. Yeah, you, know, you you try to search Google on Cortana. I'm sorry, you can't do that, Dave. Can't let you do that. So. It's all Bing all day. Bing is only good for one thing. Downloading Chrome? No, Bing is only good for... Porn. Porn. Yes. Bing's image search, if you're looking for pictures of people's boobs, is better than Google's. And that's the only advantage that... uh, Remind me when we go inside to bookmark Bing. (laughs) I'm going to need that for uh, research purposes. Sure. Research purposes. It is National Masturbation Month, after all. Yes, it is. My favorite month. Big Marvel news this week. Uh, following the popularity of Daredevil season two, they announced that this week that the Punisher is getting his own series on Netflix. Yes, that's going to be full of murder and death and bullets and more murder and more death and more bullets and a couple torture scenes and then probably two or three sex scenes and then some more bullets and death and possibly some bullets and death during a sex scene. What you're telling me is there's no downside. I mean, if you're an American, yeah, no downside whatsoever here. I bullets just... and death and sex and. Sorry, I I lost track. Remind me when it comes out. I want to start like a betting pool on the number of rounds of ammunition fired in the entire first season of The Punisher show. We'd lose lose count. You're you're good at the maths. You can count. I do, in fact, count the things. Yeah. I have a question. Is it The Punisher from daredevil yes beautiful so it's, shane it's, shane's making a comeback because hell if i can remember his actual it's name. not going to be dolph lundgren if that's what you're asking Thank damn it christ honestly i thought he did an amazing job in daredevil so i'm really excited he's getting his own stuff and they're actually keeping him instead of trying to recast it they couldn't recast it he did such a great job he, well yeah really I mean, they could. It would just be really fucking stupid. Speaking of violence and murder and death. And uh, shooty bang bangs. Don't forget about the shooty bang bangs. In space. Well, yes, in space. Uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Yes. Trailer came out. uh, It's not just the trailer that's come out this week. They started their viral campaign this week. Viz here had me up all night showing me all the videos of all the viral things they'd released, all the little tidbits and teasers. Is one of the viral things fish herpes? Yes, actually. How did you know? We're bringing it full circle. We are. I mean, it's funny how things connect like that. The uh, the fun part about the viral campaign is Black Ops 3 tri- did it last year, and it went off so well, they're working with Infinity Ward on this one. My problem is I really like Treyarch's Call of Duties. I really hate Infinity Wards, but this one actually looks all right. This one looks fun. They've put up a lot of information. This week was a Nuketown 24-7 for Black Ops 3. And there was changes every day. I I don't know what that means. There is a map that Treyarch created for Black Ops 1 called Nuketown that is a fan 
favorite. It's it is shown up small. in every Black Ops since. It's very small. It's very fast paced, and it's been released in every Black Ops since one because the fans keep wanting it back. Okay, but each time they give it a new, you they know, aesthetic it. and things like that. It's the same map but different skin. It's like that one map that was in Halo Two. Uh, yeah, was it? Was it Blood Gulch? Well, Blood Gulch from one, it actually went on to more of them in a different skin. So Nuketown is the map, and if you see a Nuketown twenty four seven open up, don't expect to play any other play type because everybody's in there playing Nuketown yeah. all the time. Nuketown is the reason they had to make the voting that you couldn't vote to play on the same map more than twice. Because, because you'd never get off of Nuketown. Everybody would just vote Nuketown. Constantly vote Nuketown. And they're like, well, we kind of made these other maps for you guys to play, so fuck you, go play those maps. So the three people that hate this map are just screwed. I enjoy it. I like to play the other maps too. It's such a CQC map that if you really want to sit back with a sniper rifle and snipe instead of run around in circles and quick scope, you can't enjoy that on Nuketown. Says the man whose specialty is knives and grenades. Yes. I mean, SMGs I also do like me. to pick up the sniper rifle, the assault rifle, and my iron the shotgun. Because <laughs> you don't have it. Don't have any of them. When Nuketown came out this time on Friday, the ending cutscene for the end of the map actually has a spaceship fly in overhead, or has a a, a bomb drop on the site. The thing about Nuketown is it is it's it a was originally a site. nuclear testing site, and at the end of the map, you would see the nuke go off in the distance, and the shockwave would run level, over the map. It would level the map out, like the cars that were sitting around would flip over, just like what a. a, a nuclear testing facility would have. So everything that you just did for the last 15 minutes was rendered pointless by the explosion of a nuclear weapon. No, you killed 75 people. But then died yourself. And? And those 75 people would have died 15 minutes later. They died faster than me. Yeah, pretty much. Eh, okay. And the way they see it is 15 kills to one death. It's worth it. <laughs> so that's my KD. First person shooter logic. Gotta love it. So they, the... Fallout effect that happens is a cutscene that occurs after the end of every one of these matches. On Friday, there was a spaceship that showed up on the screen and it would actually flash to a skull outline right after everything cut out, the connection cut out. So people started asking questions about this and so on, not really getting a whole lot of answers. The next day, a screen on the map itself had an image of a uh, person on it and started playing every two minutes or so would have an audio clip that if you could listen to sounded like a message and they started figuring out that he was talking to them and discussing about the the settlement, settlement defense force or frontier or something like that. and, and th- these are presumably the spacemen from the trailer yep we've come to find out they're the space it's one of the the opposing team on it. There was a poster that came up. The next day, there was a break in the feed for him that it was a different person on the screen that was kind of... Yeah, Reyes. He was kind of channeling on the same broadcast. So that way, he was pretty much hiding in in the white in the white noise in the channel. So he started cutting in and you could actually see him talking to you. They found out there was codes on the map you could enter in onto bot accounts on Twitter. Facebook actually. Oh, it was Facebook? It was Facebook. It was a bot messenger account on Facebook. And if you talked to it, it would say pretty much what's the password. If and- you- you had to find the password and the order of the letters that you had to give it give it to get more information. Okay, so once you actually got all of this information, is that what unlocked the trailer? Nope. What, it unlocked, what did it give you? It unlocked something that said, hey, the trailer is going to release at X time. 
give or, or take. something's going to release. Yeah, it was the music starts at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Okay, so it was all just basically a really complicated setup generator. Yep, okay. and unfortunately, the hype was stopped because, like all good things, there has to be some assholes that are impatient and can't wait, and they leaked the trailer early. I understand that. So. The trailer was leaked earlier this morning, and Infinity Ward said, well, to hell with it, we'll go ahead and bring it live early. And we got the trailer sometime at about 11 o'clock Eastern time. I'm uh, I'm not as well-versed in the art and science of video game trailers as y'all are. I'm wondering if any of that trailer was actual gameplay footage, particularly the flying the spacecraft uh it looked like some of it could have been a bit of campaign gameplay of course nothing multiplayer but it would have been the gameplay that was like between cutscenes like cutscene starts you know finishes you have to run to x point to start cutscene two a lot of your cod cutscenes are now done via loading while you're stuck loading the level it'll play a cutscene that you really don't have too much interaction with or any interaction with where it's giving you the backstory it's really a, the loading screens are your world building cutscenes, and then the in-depth character cutscenes are kind of done live action. Done live you, action. It's done in the game, but you don't have full control of your character. At the risk of segueing into our next segment, uh, do you suspect that it'll be like Star Wars Battlefront where you're in the middle of a multiplayer map and you can unlock something and then you're inside of a spacecraft flying around shooting stuff? Possibly as a kill streak, something can drop in, but to have space battles for multiplayer, I don't see how they're going to operate on that. Especially since there haven't really been vehicles you could use in multiplayer in Call of Duty before. Yeah, where you can fly around per Battlefront style games. It or, would be pretty cool. Or, um, it would be Battlefield. Cool. Yeah, Battlefield, Battlefront, anything along those lines. They're more of a tactical war-based shooters, and the Call of Duty series is very much an arcade shooter, okay. which is a smaller field of battle. Uh, most of your ships that are called in will sit stationary and shoot, and some of them you can actually pull open a laptop or something along those lines and control the gunner ship seat, but you don't have the ability of moving the vehicle itself. Yeah, and that's one thing, like Battlefront and Battlefield and all that, Call of Duty doesn't have the map size to allow for movement of that caliber because you figure you're traversing in a tremendous amount of area over a short amount of time. So they'd have to double or triple their map size in order to be able to fit those. Well, it remains to be seen uh, here in the near future as to where they're going to go with it. And we will be right back. <music> Grim. Yes. Saw you running around earlier. What were you playing? Battlefront. Battlefront. Yeah. Are you I'm, running? I have been enjoying the hell out of that game. Uh, you know, from the DLC that's been released and I can actually afford. So the base game and Jakku. Jakku. Because Jakku. Uh, Hoth is out now, but it's like seven, eight, ten bucks. I thought like Hoth that. was in the base game. No. There's a Battle of Hoth that's in the base game. Like there's a Hoth map, but there's This is like a lot the more. Battle of Hoth. Yeah. Okay, so it's just an extended version of what Kinda, you did yeah, in the base game. Pretty much. But uh that's out. i I haven't picked that one up, but I've been enjoying Jakku and I've been enjoying the base game uh quite a bit actually. So you're running around shooting 
shooting people? Uh, actually, I my favorite game mode is the heroes versus heroes. So you're running around trying not to get stabbed by the by Luke Skywalker and him being Luke Skywalker in this game? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I've really... Believe it or not, my favorite hero to play is Boba. I was going to say that Boba Fett is Boba? a lot better than he has any right to be in that game. <laughs> yeah, kind of. The ability to fly and get into places where people aren't expecting him is really, really powerful. Yeah. And then having ranged capabilities makes it kind of annoying to deal with a Boba Fett player that knows how that, to be a Boba Yeah, Fett that player. knows how to play Boba. It seems like overall the game, and maybe the meta has shifted a little bit now that the game's been out a while, but when it first came out, it really seemed like the game very heavily favored the Empire. From, yeah, I can see that. But then again, that was a whole, you know, who you're getting stuck as and the level of the player itself. The, they also said certain maps are going to be weighted in certain directions. Well, yeah. Certain battles are just going to be harder for the for the rebels to win, and certain battles are going to be harder for the Empire to win based off the level of the map itself. The power level of the heroes and villains is actually pretty well balanced. Yeah, I've I've noticed that. I haven't been any particular hero that I went shit. It's this guy again. The uh, except well, if they come out with a DLC Jar Jar character, then I'm gonna the, go yeah. Oh fuck this guy. Jar Jar's a th- Sith Lord though. He'll be on both sides, so everyone can be mad. <laughs> <laughs> The the rebels, the heroes for the rebels, the the twins and Han. It makes it that you have to pretty much work with the other heroes, like the freaking people doing the goddamn movies. You have to be on a team. You have to organize. Leia's there to heal. Han is there for range shooting. Luke is going to deal with close range issues. Here's here's my question: Why did they give us Leia? Because she didn't have, of course, in the movie she didn't have such a huge role to play as far as combat and things like that. Why not go with, like, Lando? Why not go with Akbar? Why not go with somebody more versed in combat? Leia was a badass on Endor. You don't drop the Trinity. Mm, well, Leia was a straight badass on Endor. Mm. She's a good shot. She you know, took a whole bunch of stuff out. She's clever. She recruited the Ewoks. Well, yeah. She's also a force addict. And the entire setup for the teams is you have, on the Empire side, Vader. He is close range. He is a dominating force up close and personal. Luke is the counter for it, or the the mirror for it. Luke is very dangerous up close and personal, whereas Vader has more defense. He's tougher and closing in. He's slower because of it. Luke is faster but squishier. Which is the case in many Mm -hmm. situations. Then the Emperor is actually Leia's counterpart. The Emperor is straight broken in that mode where you're running around collecting coins, though. Yeah, kind of a little. And I know Boba is Han's counter, and they they equal each other out to an extent. They also have realized that they did make some of the characters way too overpowered and way too weak. And they have released several patches to kind of equalize the hero balance. Because Leia was a very weak hero for damage output, but she could keep a team alive forever. Mm -hmm. And the same was for the Emperor. Well, that comes to the point of if you have a player that actually wants to keep everybody else alive instead of going and doing their own thing. Yeah, I'm not a good medic. Don't put me as a medic. No, I, I barely put you on the team. Yeah, you put me on the team as Han because I can shoot you in the face from a thousand yards. Well, granted. But that's why I take Boba. Boba Fett. Yes. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? I, I don't get that pun. It's from it's from Return of the Jedi, man. Come on. Where they're oh. on the we're on oh, the sand yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? 
Yeah, it's it's the classic line. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. Yeah, I will say that Viz may be good at shooting people from a long way away. He sucks on a speeder bike, though. God, yes, he does. You put me... Give me something with a steering wheel in a video game, and I'm going to crash it. I guarantee it. That's the only thing I'm good at in that game. You know how many times it took me to get through that speeder bike thing? One. You know how many times it took me to get through that speeder bike thing? About 30. There's a skip level button. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't done it? No, hell no. Why would I play that game for not multiplayer? because there's speeder bikes in multiplayer too and do you i've see- seen you play multiplayer on endor with the speeder bike and you got 10 feet and crashed yeah that's you crashed why. it inside a building yeah and it was outside when i started yeah that's the miracle it was the building uh, like it was your base you crashed it into you didn't even make it to the enemies i know somehow i got on the bike outside of the building and crashed inside of the building and still killed two people they were friendly and Two that people. game doesn't allow friendly fire. Two people died. Many boffins were lost. <laughs> you get many boffins died to bring us this information, but you don't get Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? Come on, man. What? <laughs> I pick and choose. <laughs> so I'm really bad at flying a, a, a or crashing speeder bikes. No, you're really good at crashing speeder bikes. No, I'm bad at it. I don't crash them into enemies. The thing I'm... So Am I okay in is anything that goes in the air, as long as I don't try to go up and down. That's the only thing that I'm good at. Yeah, I really like That's the because you have experience with TIE Fighter. TIE Fighter is the best Star Wars video game of all time, bar none. That's but, up for debate. No, it? it's true. Uh, if, if anybody out there has not played it, it's available on Steam and available on GOG.com. It came out in like 1994, and it's still the best Star Wars video game of all time. But what about X-Wing? X-Wing wasn't quite as good as TIE Fighter. What about X-Wing? Wing versus TIE Fighter. Still not quite as good as TIE Fighter. Is that kind of like the That's Star Wars just... equivalent of Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla? It, sure, we'll go it, with that. Matty just was... screamed from his head. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, to sum it up, it was there. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was there. It was buggy when it first came out. Partly, uh, a lot of people had trouble getting it to run at the time. Because it, was, it came out for DOS right when everybody was switching over to Windows 95. And it didn't play well with Windows 95. Ah, I got you. But yes, go and play the old original TIE Fighter. You can get it. It's cheap. It's like five bucks, ten bucks at the most, maybe. But close to TIE Fighter and almost as good is the Lego games. The Lego Star Wars games. I thought you were going to say Knights of... The Knights of... uh, Knights of the Old Republic? No, Knights of... It's that fighting game that nobody ever wants to talk about. Oh, that thing is horrible. I know, right? Yeah. That that we try not to remember that exists yeah i i'm lucky that i can't remember the name of it right now but the the lego star wars games are so much fun they're just enough fighting game just enough platformer just enough building the controls are simple but the gameplay can still be difficult phenomenal games and hilarious i absolutely love lego games and i mean i'm a father i have a seven-year-old he's at the age where he he loves video games as much as daddy does. But of course, we buy him the age-appropriate games. So we buy him a lot of Lego games. We've got him Lego Dimensions. He's played all the Lego Star Wars. And so I've been able to spend a lot of time with these games, just playing with him and things like that. And I've really enjoyed the Lego games. A, because it's fun for me. B, it's an age-appropriate but still somewhat challenging game for a seven-year-old. And we have a lot of fun playing them together. Some of those puzzles and things like that in lego games they're so simple that playing it as an adult you'll be like how do i do this what do i need to do here yeah they're overly simple and my son will look at me and go daddy you just do this and i'm like why the hell did nothing about 
Yeah. Oh, I was supposed to shoot the thing that's right in front of me. Oh, the glowing thing on the ground right in front of me. I thought it was just part of the set. They really are just about the most complete games out there. They've got a little bit of everything, and it works. I will say I have 100%ed Lego, all the Lego Harry Potter games, all the Lego Star Wars games, Lego um, Lego Jurassic Park that came out. Yeah, I bet that one's fun. I've 100%ed almost all the Lego games. I enjoy them that much. Like, I will go through and actively find all the bricks, find all the, you know, complete the storyline, complete all the missions. You've got to build all the ships, you know, when outside the cantina in the Star Wars games. Yeah. You know, you've got all those ships that you build at Legos. You have to build all of them. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, that's one of the things, like, you know, with playing with my son and all that, especially Lego Dimensions, because that's releasing Star Wars packs and everything like that, is we get to build them and then we get to play with them. Oh, the actual physical Yeah, you have to build the Lego, especially the vehicles, you have to build them on their little base before you can use them. And so it's like double the fun. I'm so sad. I've got a a Lego ATAT that fell off of my shelf a while back and I can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Uh, we, We need to remedy that well no pieces vanished well, like they fell through a wormhole or something i have no idea i'm missing three or four crucial pieces we they have hyperdrive we have duct tape it's fine <laughs> it's the same color <laughs> it is. look at that but yeah overall the lego games are so much fun i've really really enjoyed them and plus they are funny they put more jokes in they crack like they never take themselves too seriously like they're meant to be fun game uh speaking of serious star wars games though it's time to get serious we've got to talk okay. about we've got to talk about force unleashed yes yep. I, just like lego games i really fucking love the force unleashed i love how star killer has a base now though he does indeed look at that look at him go the force unleashed i've played both the games uh viz you've played both the games we've both played both the games and we've thoroughly enjoyed them the story was really well done the combat was really well done the Uh, platforming that i had to deal with wasn't that bad yeah it wasn't terrible but it, it was still somewhat of a challenge i hate that it's not canon within the universe anymore i'm okay with it i could go on a 15 minute rant about star wars canon but i'll just leave it at they'll bring in the elements that are really good yeah and they'll leave out the dross but yeah star um star killer i was gonna say force unleashed but i started saying star killer instead force unleashed was a really well done game it was very it was very serious it did have a very dark tone it was really the game opened with you killing wookies i know on kashik just as vader just murdering all the Wookiees. There was actually an achievement for killing all of them. <laughs> I made sure to get that achievement. Yeah. Hey, everybody, go out and commit more genocide. Yeah, it like there I there were two hundred of them. You had to kill two hundred Wookiees for the. I replayed that mission just to go back and get the achievement. Because wow. I I won't lie, I am a royal achievement whore and i will per actively try to 100 percent games and i won't lie i actually really enjoyed wookie killing good luck with that on battlefront by the way it'll take you about five years to get all. yeah i've seen those and i'm i'm hating ea for doing that i enjoyed things from force unleashed that just gave me the power of this rogue jedi pretty much pulling a star destroyer out of the sky it was one of the i want to say and i may be wrong don't 
I mean, don't hate me if I'm wrong on this, but it was one of the first real iterations within this generation, our generation, so I say, of Star Wars fans, that you've really seen a gray Jedi. I think of all of the things to hate you for, we won't hate you for that one. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, it was, because he was, we a, love you, he was a gray Jedi. He was neither light nor dark. He kept balance in the Force. And I thought that was a really good touch in bringing in this, you know, side that you really never see because it's always just been the light side and the dark side you really never see a lot of the gray jedi qui-gon jinn well yeah qui-gon jinn but it, it was never really pointed out in the movies that's true but i i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed seeing that other side of things you know he wasn't evil but he wasn't good either he was chaotic neutral i guess would be the term for it Maybe more lawful neutral, but I can see that. He took down a Star Destroyer and ripped it out of the air. I'd go with Chaos. Okay. Why did he do it? He killed people just for shits and giggles, pretty much. Well, so that, I, w- that, would, that would be more evil than neutral. Yeah. That would be well, actually kind yeah. of the dictionary definition of chaotic evil. Yeah, we're going to have to sh- explain to you the alignment chart later. And he didn't kill him for just shits and giggles. He needed that Star Destroyer stop for some reason. Oh, well, yeah. He went all kinds of, hey, let's blow all this shit up. So well, I think various, that would go at under. At various points of the game, it's not just that he's always kind of in the middle. At some points in the game, he's very much a Jedi, and at some points in the game, I he's mean, pretty he does, spiffy. He does fluctuate, but he would fluctuate freely. It wasn't a, I'm good, end of story. I'm bad, end of story. Like, there's no way you're going to stay 100% in the middle. You're going to lean one way or the other from time to time. But he could lean either way at any time and still be within his pretty much moral standing. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely, definitely good games. Finley, what are we geeking out on? Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels? Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. Oh, hell yes. Yes. Grim, what are you geeking out on? Fucking Star Wars Rebels. Did you not hear the band? No, actually, I went deaf in one ear. That's why I checked with you. Yes, we're all geeking out on Star Wars Rebels right now. Yep, the second season just wrapped up, and I know that not everybody out there may be watching it. Death finale. We are here to tell you, drop what you are doing, get off the toilet, and go and watch Star Wars Rebels. If well, with, with smartphones these days, you could probably still do it on the toilet. We're going to try to talk about Star Wars Rebels for the first few minutes without getting particularly spoilery, just in case you haven't watched it. Then, toward the end of the conversation, we are going to get more in-depth, but we will try to warn you before we get heavy into spoilers. Star Wars Rebels, if you don't know, is a animated cartoon series that's nominally for kids, but it, really it's written for everybody. That is the story of the founding of the Rebellion Against the Empire. It's set about four or five years ahead of the events of Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. Um, you get uh, a lot of well-known Star Wars characters coming into the show. Lando has been on it. Obi-Wan, Vader, Leia. Bail Organa, for those of you who really like obscured the characters that people should know um r2 and 3po it's fully immersed in in star wars but it's the story of a group of people on a ship on a planet called lethal who are sort of fighting their own little war against the occupation of their planet the characters are hera a twi'lek pilot and general sort of awesome charismatic diplomat leader type person kanan jarrus who is a jedi but he's like he's like half jedi half cowboy half character out of a kurosawa movie 
and we'll talk about how he's even more like a character out of the of out of a Kurosawa movie later when we're getting into spoilers. Also, we are teaching working on teaching Finley mathematics. Third, third, third. I'm sorry. There we go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Zeb Garazeb. Fucking Zeb. Yeah. <laughs> Zeb is a general sort of fighter and brawler and bruiser of a species called a Lasat, which is a hairless Wookiee. Yes, it, it's based on Ralph McQuarrie's original designs for Chewbacca. For Chewbacca, uh, the very sort of first draft. The artwork of Ralph McQuarrie is all through the show. It's very inspired. All, the, the look of the show is entirely inspired by Ralph McQuarrie's art. If you don't know who that is, he was the guy. Shame that, on you. He did a lot of the storyboard art and a lot of the concept art for the original star wars movies it's pretty and stuff. It, it's yeah it's all beautiful work we also have a teenage mandalorian girl named sabine who does graffiti and blows things up I'm sometimes at the same time yes she has explosive paint it's really cool i'm in love already <laughs> and uh a, a droid named chopper who Frankly, is kind of a pain in the ass. I'm not the biggest fan of Chopper. Chopper is one of the best characters. <laughs> of course you would think that Chopper is one of the best characters. He says obscenities all the time. <laughs> they bleep every word. Uh, <laughs> That's not actually the joke. Generally, when he's asked to do something, it's beep beep. And it doesn't seem like it'd be like, all right, or I got it. It's clearly no fuck you. Yeah, it, you can definitely sort of translate enough Astro Mac to realize that he's telling people to go fuck themselves a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What the hell did you say? Like, there are times where it's like, what the hell did you say? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, asshole. You wouldn't have known that it was so easy to say eat a dick with beeps. Like, um, did anybody else see the Star Wars uh, Family Guy where Cleveland was R2-D2? And it was just, I'm gonna go find me a pack of menthol cools. <laughs> That was terrible. Um, We're still missing one big character. Well, yes, I'm I'm saving my probable least favorite for last. Uh, the sort of nominal star of the show, a teenage boy named Ezra Bridger, whose parents are dead, and he has force powers. And this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Though, uh, and wasn't that how Zombieland started? <laughs> <laughs> Just the collective silence <laughs> while what I just said registered. I hope the dirty looks that we all gave Grim during that dead air translated on this podcast. Oh my god, if looks could kill, that was perfect. Just the looks of hatred on your faces. <laughs> oh. Uh, so we've already established that uh, Grimm's favorite character is Zeb. Viz, Fuck yes. Viz, who's your favorite? Of the core cast, my favorite character is uh, is Kanan. Why? Because he's kind of the character you know is going to die. Yeah. As you're watching, first of all, we know that there are no Jedi left, really, in the events of episode four. So season one's not really spoilery, talking about it. Yeah. So the first time that he wields the saber and lets everyone in on the secret, it's like, oh, you gonna die somewhere. <laughs> we'll get back to that a little bit more when we're talking spoilers. Uh, on that regard. My personal favorite character is Hera. I've always been a fan of the more sort of diplomat, talk your way out of the situation, use your brain kind of characters. 
you know, I really like Leia in the Star Wars movies. She's also uh, the mother of the group. Obi-Wan is probably my favorite of the Jedi in the movies because he, he tends to be a little bit more cerebral than the constant action, 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 Anakin and Luke and whatnot. Uh, See, I've always liked the big bruisers of the group, so that's why, like, on top of the fact that he's extremely intelligent, you know, that Zeb, the big bruiser, the big brawler, and I, re- I've i always liked those kind of characters. Because it's like, oh, there's a door in the way. A lot of characters, okay, well, let's try to find a key. Let's try to pick the lock. I like the characters that are like, let's kick it the fuck open. <laughs> it's like, it handles the situation quickly. Kick the door, kick in the door, kill and- the bad guys, loot the room move on to the next room yeah pretty much it's like unlock the unlock the guards you know kick in the tool kick in the loot and rape the door <laughs> that and he really doesn't he really doesn't know why but he just likes the way their helmets feel on his fists it completes him somehow uh, there also uh no discussion of the characters in the show would be complete without a discussion of the bad guys of course the main villainous threat obviously is the empire but also a group of dark side force users called the inquisitors yes who are for a kids show really really, really sick and dark and sadistic yeah. yeah but you also get grand moff Ta- grand moff tarkin who was the the guy that played by uh, peter cushing in episode mm-hmm. four you get vader um, you get maul yes you do get darth maul in season two spoiler sorry if you haven't gotten there yet, but he will show up eventually. You get it's to- awesome when it happens. It's not a spoiler that he shows up. That's everywhere it, right now. Yeah, it's been announced all over that Maul will be appearing in season three. Yeah, okay. so it's so. It, like everybody knew he... I'm not like, oh, he did this, this, and this. I'm just like, he's there. It's really cool when he does show up, though. Uh, the other good thing about this show is that it is just as canon as the movies are. The yes. events that happen in this show are events that in-universe, quote-unquote, actually happened before episode, episode four. Or episode yes. four. Which I think is really super cool. And at this point, uh, if you have not watched the show... Fuck you. No, no, you know. What he meant to say was spoilers. Yes, spoilers. Yeah, I, that's the word I meant to say. I, I got a little tongue-tied. They're so similar, you know, it's easy to get confused. Yeah, they're, they're spelled so similar. Similarly, fuck you, spoilers, same thing. Yeah, I know. We get some really, really intense stuff in this show. We get, uh, in season one, we get the Inquisitor just straight up lopping off two Imperial officers' heads. Yeah. Just cause. And, and like I, that was beautiful not in the middle of like a big combat or anything just straight up stone cold kills them walks up behind them ignites his double bladed lightsabers his little cop and saber. just and just straight up cuts off their heads because they'd screwed up yeah, brutal stuff yeah. I mean he's I was like, infinitely a better that's how you get people that's how you get results man you don't throw a temper tantrum and you wreck half a room you kill two people next two people aren't gonna fuck up so bad I've always been a fan that to help your cause heads on pikes we talked about game of thrones last week well it would work like star wars too the the problem is that heads would slide down lightsaber pikes they have metal some mandalorian fucking steel it's fine you also have agent callus of the imperial security bureau who has these really impressive wolverine style mutton chops and i really really like his armor design yeah uh the helmet i give (laughs) or take but he has this great like his uniform is like a hybrid between an Imperial officer's uniform and stormtrooper armor. And it's just kind of the coolest thing ever. To uh, take a brief aside and go, speaking of armor and things like that, I really like Sabine's fucking Mandalorian armor. Yeah, it is really cool. It's all kind of custom graffiti painted. It's yes. Really like the. Uh, 
whoever is, whoever is, designed that did really well. Does Sabine use the right? Did she use the explosive plate for her armor? The explosive no. Plate? Yes, the explosive paint. Let's see. Uh, if you watched the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon, you get uh, we get Ahsoka Tana coming back from yes. the Clone Wars cartoon. Who, Her armor is actually really well designed for this too. Yeah, she. I did not like Ahsoka's character early in the Clone Wars series. She got she, better as it went. She grew on me a lot, and I really liked her in uh, in Rebels. Darth Maul, as Viz mentioned, is back. Um, Grim, hi. That's Grim. I'm I'm Grim. He's Viz. No. Nah. Yeah, he Did, meant, I mean, mentioned, we both mentioned Vol- Maul. Okay. Maul is actually my favorite character that has made a recent appearance, just because I grew up with episode one, episode two, and episode three. I Episode one came out maybe when I was 10, 10, 11. Maul was a fucking badass. He looked cool as shit. He had no speaking lines, but he was that intimidating. And even though Clone Wars didn't have a whole lot, like, it had story for him. It had a good bit of story for him. It had a good bit of story for him. In Clone Wars. It made him a damaged character, like, seeing what the Empire had done to him. And then... It's going even further into it where he's trying to overthrow the rule of two, the current Sith, by creating his own thing. We're in the spoiler section, so I'm blowing up. I'm convinced that the Sith rule of two is and always has been bullshit. I'm convinced that that's just something that the Sith put out there to make the Jedi think is the case. I don't think there have ever only been two Sith. I feel like there are factions of Sith. That there are two leaders, two Sith in that faction. Because we're seeing a attempt... At a coup with Maul. He's trying to kill Palpatine. He's trying to kill Vader. And right. he's trying to take Ezra as his as his, as his uh, apprentice. apprentice. Yeah. Uh, the show gets really, really, really dark in season two. Yes, it Espe- does. Especially toward the end. You get Kanan blinded. So he goes from being Jedi cowboy to Zatoichi the blind swordsman. I will say I get a a feel of um, I had his name until I went to talk about it from Master Coda from Force yes Unleashed. Master Coda yes Rom Coda I get a feel of Coda from him like he's gonna go down that drunkard path well in the in the novel A New Dawn uh, which is sort of the prequel to the Rebel series. And very much worth a read. It's how Kanan meets Hera. Kanan starts off as a drunken miner who's just like, he's he mines on an asteroid during the day and he bounces at a bar at night and drinks and get, gets in fights and is no, nothing like a Jedi. The, the backstory of Kanan is that he was a Padawan during the Clone Wars when Order 66 came through his master, uh, was it Depa Balaba? I can't remember. It's in one of the episodes. Made him run and he got away and survived there's a, a there's also speculation this is fun it's not been confirmed but there is speculation that kanan is in episode two uh when obi-wan goes to see yoda because he can't find the planet camino and it is not in the uh the jedi library there is speculation that kanan is the precocious little kid who says you know who says something to the effect of, you know, well, it's obviously right there, even though, you know, obviously somebody has, you know, deleted it from the library and basically figures out, hey, well, look at where the gravity signatures around it are supposed to be and you can figure
figure it out from there. That would be interesting. Like spoilers, Kanan is actually Ray's dad. I, I don't think that's. I think I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious to me, at least, that uh, Ray is a Skywalker. Well, like that's going into the whole Disney Infinity thing. They released uh, the Ray and Kylo Ren figures, and playing Disney Infinity, if you put both of them on the pedestal, Kylo Ren will look at Ray and go, "Come on, cousin." Huh. So a lot of people are like, Disney fucking spoiled it because they released the characters. Shortly after that, uh, like those two figures came out, I think they went back and edited it. So you yeah, can't they get took that. It, they took it out. But when he first released, he would look at Ray and go, come on, cousin. So as of the end of season two, uh, we, we're in a situation where... Death fight. Though. A bunch of shit has happened. Death fight, though. The, the rebellion is really getting rolling. They're building up a pretty good fleet of ships. By the way, before I get too far into this, to me, the absolute best episode is the one where they have to go and steal the Imperial uh, Starfighter carrier from in orbit around planet Ryloth because they just pull shenanigans after shenanigans and it's phenomenal <laughs> it's it's my perfect idea of a star wars cartoon episode it's it's shit we've pulled in tabletop before oh yes i, I watched that episode and the whole time i was screaming they stole that from me <laughs> <laughs> i did it first you bitches yeah <laughs> technically he did it after well yeah we're did. not talking hey hey our game is set in the expanded universe not in the main canon because it started before the expanded universe was kicked out of canon we have a the rebellion's taking off the rebellion is taking off uh Kanan has been blinded. Ezra has a Sith holocron and is pretty obviously walking a really narrow path to the dark side. Yes. He's activated it. So it's not even a walking a narrow path. He's 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 has straddling both sides of that line real yeah. real hard. Also, this is uh I, I believe the first iteration where we have a gray Jedi in canon in current canon with Ta- uh with Asuka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh she's she is fights Vader, who is her old uh master. And the look on made, her face when she figured out she was not happy. It was no. not her figuring out, it was a Affirming what well, she, well, yeah. she she thought she knew and then found out that she did know and but it, it's always something too I don't think she is because her shadow she in the temple when it pulls away from her or it pulls away from the temple you can see her in the temple but so. don't you see her collapse she might fall but that doesn't mean she's dead right I, I personally think she is dead I I'm leaning towards we'll see her again as a force ghost. That would be cool. That, that would be, that's where I'm going from that. It because be, it's it's quite clear, like we know through the rest of the universe, we know Ahsoka ain't long for this world. So yeah. So where do you think it's gonna go from here? That Ezra is going to go wind up being a gray Jedi himself. I think Ezra is gonna go full Sith. I'll I'll lean gray. I, I think I think he'll have time as a Sith as a full-on dark side user, but will come back around. Probably about the time that Kanan dies. It's, see, it's it's going to be really interesting because it is technically a kid's show, even though it's obviously meant for everybody, not just for kids. I will, so, I will say that about Star Wars. Like, they do really good, like, making it kid-friendly, but marketing it for everyone. I agree with that. They were they did a phenomenal job with that with the later seasons of The Clone Wars, and they're doing a really good job with it with Rebels. I, because we don't see any of these characters in the movies, I feel like Kanan is going to die and Ezra is going to either die or fall to the dark side. And then die. The only problem with that is that would be a real 
dark ending for what is supposed to technically be a kid's show. This is on Disney, and if I'm right, Disney XD, right? Yes, it is on Disney XD. Okay, Disney XD, take everything you would think kid's show and throw it out the freaking door. Yeah, Disney XD has thrown some shit out there. Gravity Falls is another show that was on Disney XD that when it gets to the season fin- the series finale just throws kids show out the damn door and goes full-blown fucking nightmare fuel for adults. Wow. So there there is a lot of stuff. Um, I'll, I'll base it off of Gravity Falls to give you a premise on how much it could go dark. There is an entire town enslaved by a demon in the ending for the end of the season. Oh, wow. Series. Okay. So don't, don't, and the demon, by the way, looks like the pyramid on the back of the dollar. So if you really want to go into how far it can go, shit can go crazy. I okay. will also point out that uh, Young Justice was DXD and that one got really dark and serious for a while too. Well, on on that note, everyone, thanks for listening this week, and uh, we will be back next week. And if you have not watched Star Wars Rebels, please go and watch yeah, it. You will highly really recommend it. it. You highly will enjoy everything about it. If the animation style throws you off, it did a little bit for me at first. You will get accustomed to it, and you will wind up liking it. Thanks, everybody. And may the fourth be with you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's show. The Nerd Vernacular is an Every Geek Media production. Visit nerdvernacular.com where you can find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all those other crazy social media platforms. Please rate us on iTunes and like us on SoundCloud. And join us next week where you can hear Finley say, Te Wanawonga.